Hello, friends. This is Mormo, and you're listening to my very favorite podcast, The Internet is a Toilet Show. What's up, Toilet Ducks? How amazing was that new intro? Mormo and I are becoming friends, and I reached out to him to record a little intro ID for the show. He made it so much better than I could have imagined. Hello, friends. This is Mormo. There's a lot of amazing things in the works. He's got a movie coming out in late July, and sometime in early August, Mormo and I will be recording an episode for this show. Holy shit, I'm so excited. I cannot wait. But there is plenty of trash to get to before that glorious day. Today, we are continuing the Summer Smorgasbord series. We are covering seven different people that I found that like to consider what they do comedy. Will it be funny? The answer just may surprise you. Or will it? It won't. I went to a funeral last week that was funnier than most of these people. But let's have some fun laughing at them. Welcome, listener. This is The Internet is a Toilet. True story. Last week at Nana Ruth's funeral, it was a great celebration, and during one of the songs that was that the audience was singing, you know, one of the hymns or whatnot, this boombox from the back of the room started blasting a bagpipe version of Amazing Grace so loud. It was impossible to just not laugh at the silly moment and know that Nana Ruth, too, would have been laughing her ass off, and I hope somehow was. So yeah, I wasn't lying about the funeral thing being funnier than these, quote, comedians, unquote. We're going to kick things off with Freddie G, stand-up comic on YouTube. Most of Freddie's videos are YouTube shorts. And holy shit, 10 seconds has never felt so long. One of the things New Yorkers complain about is our rat problem. But the truth is the rats were here before us and will be here when we're gone. So the rats actually have a New Yorker problem. That's it. That's not a joke. Speaking of not joke, here's another not joke. The name of this one is Check Out My Page for More Jokes at Orange Freddy G Everywhere. Hashtag Chinese food, hashtag stand up comedy, hashtag one liners. Chinese food restaurant. I'm sorry, what? Chinese food restaurant. Chinese food? Chinese food restaurant. We'll address the shitty editing soon, but first, on with the hashtag one-liner. Chinese food restaurants are the only restaurants that don't ask you, how is your food? Because they know the food's good. They just want you to leave. What? (laughs) He's just making shit up now. And he's so proud of these two. I follow him on Instagram, and it seems that he uploads literally every thought he has. Never said shoot for the moon. If you fail, you'll land among the stars. Definitely failed astronomy. The stars are way farther away from the moon. The moon is only important because it's the closest thing to us. If you shoot for the moon and fail, you've completely failed at space travel and will die in the vacuum of space. Ha! Good old literal astronomy humor. Nerd! The problem with Hooters. It's trying to be both a strip club and a family restaurant. I don't want to get an erection while looking at the inevitable results of that erection. And guys, if you like going to Hooters that much, you have plenty of time to go without your kids because you do not have full-time custody. Oh, 
God, okay, 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 okay. Let's address this shitty editing. You know how the, the first half of the first second is cut out of every joke? One of the things New Yorkers complain about, Chinese food restaurants, never said shoot for the moon, the problem with Hooters. I'd say the most enraging part of all of this is he edits this and from home. You think if he fucked up once, you'd learn to, I don't know, hit the record button, pause for one literal second, and then to start pretend telling jokes? Okay, enough with Freddy G. But let's keep the short, uncomedy videos at home by yourself theme going with comedian Carl Gianetto. So I met this woman who said anal sex is not on the table. So I said, all right, what about on the floor? So I met this comedian who said that jokes don't have to be funny. So I said, all right, just predictable. When I was a kid, we went on vacation to Las Vegas. We were going to stay at the Mirage, but once we walked up to it... Any guesses where this is going? But once we walked up to it, it wasn't really there. Har, har, har. Har, har, har. Har fucking har. We all saw that coming from miles away. This is so unfunny. But it reminds me of a story that I was told once. Story time! I used to deliver pizza, and I worked with this one guy, Bob. Bob was amazing. He was a weird dude. He told me that he delivered pizza to a house. A woman opened up the door in a robe and asked him to bring the pizza in. Actually, you know what? I'm going to start this one over, and I'm going to tell you the story like Bob told it to me. So Adam, I was delivering a pizza to this house, and I rang the doorbell, and a woman walked up to the door. She opened the door, and she was in a robe, and she was real, real hot. She told me to bring the pizza in. I put it on the couch. I did. So uh, I looked up, and she was looking at me. I looked at her some more, and then I handed her the credit card slip, and she gave me a real, real nice tip. I could tell she wanted me. Well, it seemed like she might have wanted me, but Adam, I didn't know what to do. So I left. Man, I thought about her all night. She was real, real hot. Then I built up the courage. I drove back to her house. I pulled up, and the house wasn't even there no more. <laughs> Holy shit, I miss Bob. Sorry about the diversion. Back to Carl. Some random lady in 1972. I just want to live, laugh, and love. The founder of Hobby Lobby just walking by. Somebody get me a pen! <sighs> I get what he was going for, but he failed miserably. Okay, it's also worthy to note that Carl's About Me says, I started doing this shit at age 14. My first time ever performing stand-up was during the intermission of my 8th grade school play. I've really come a long way since then. Like, for instance, I'm much older than that now. He performed com- His- <laughs> His first time performing comedy was during a fucking bathroom break. <laughs> oh, that says a lot. That's true. Carl hosts a podcast now called Problem Solver, and it's actually pretty good, except for no, it's not. And speaking again of not good- Seems to be a pretty common topic on this show. Let's check out some clean comedy with clean comedian David G. Scott. His about me on davidgscottcleancomedy.com. Holy shit. 
says, David G. Scott is a retired college professor, a grandfather, an army veteran, and a proud member of the Subway Rewards Program. <laughs> this is going to be good. Sign at the mall got me in trouble the other day. It said 15-minute parking. I said, man, that's convenient. So I parked there, spent an hour looking for a store called 15-minute. Never did find it, which is too bad because sometimes I'd like to have a 15-minute store. You know, when I want to watch a football game. Not the whole thing, just the fourth quarter. 15-minute store would come in handy for my career because I want to be famous. You know, have fame, but not for a long stretch of time. <laughs> he must be hilarious. He just made himself crack up. And why wouldn't a comedian want to be famous? Have fame for a long stretch of time? This whole concept is severely flawed and relies on the made-up store name 15 Minute. But the biggest difference between David G. Scott and those other two turds is that he's actually trying to write a joke. It was at least an attempt at being creative. A very, very weak attempt. But an attempt nonetheless. It was kind of long, though. A little too long, if you ask me. But forget I said that, because here's another themed string of jokes that is even longer. Much. Much longer. So I'm thinking about getting a new car, but I can't decide between a Nissan Maxima and a Nissan Altima, so I think I'll compromise and get a Nissan Maltima. But it only comes in vanilla, chocolate, and strawberry. <laughs> because it's a Maltima. <laughs> they have a keyboard on the steering wheel so you can text while you're driving because it's made for multitasking. <laughs> because it's a Maltima. <laughs> you can get the steering wheel on the left or the right because it's multilateral. You know why? Say it with me. Because it's a Maltima. Okay, one more. You can get the onboard computer to speak to you in one of several languages because it's multilingual. That's it. You know why, everybody? Because it's a multima. That's uh, just uh, silly. That joke makes me want to go to a mall to jump off the top of the parking garage. That's uh, just uh, silly is what that is. That's just very silly. Today's mini-segment is not too far off from the main topic of the episode. It's, it's shit comedy, but it's a familiar voice. The king of what I'm hoping are original jokes. Honestly, most of the time, it's, it's the setup to his jokes that make me laugh. Some of them are so ridiculously over-the-top, nonsensical bullshit thoughts, just to shoehorn in a really lame pun. And I love it. It's like nothing I've ever heard. For example... Yeah, did you hear about the sexually active jar? <laughs> I don't even need the punchline. The setup alone was worth it. But I'll let King Cobra JFS take it away. Yeah, did you hear about the uh, sexually active jar? It was pretty much open to anything. Okay. <laughs> that setup was a thousand times funnier than that punchline. And like I said, that's a common theme in his quote, stand-up comedy videos. You know what a church bell's favorite part of the egg is? The yolk. If you're obsessed with church bells, you'd get that last one. You'd be like, oh, the yolk. This guy's making bell jokes.
Okay, listen. They can't all be winners like sexually active jars, but holy shit, he is one of a kind. Friggin' bell jokes. I mean, ain't that, ain't that something, YouTube? The cucumber has the word cum in it, and it's shaped like a dick. You believe this shit? Fucking ridiculous. I mean, I've heard of food porn, but goddamn. <laughs> I mean, do you believe this shit? I'm so fucking bad at impressions. What up, YouTube? Maybe like the worst pickup line ever. Hey, babe, can I put some of my horsey sauce in your roast beef? Oof. Let's move on. How about voice impressions? Hey, Patrick, you want to smoke some seaweed? Sure, SpongeBob, I'm totally down. A few moments later. Holy shit, Patrick, this seaweed's got me stoned off my barnacles. Squidward comes over. SpongeBob, what's that smell? You're stinking up the whole neighborhood. Hey, Squidward, you gotta try this. I would... Oh, you know what? Fuck it. If Squidward smoked weed, that'd be some funny shit. King Cobra, you are for sure in the Mount Rushmore of the Internet is a Toilet podcast. Two more comedians left before we wrap up this shit show of a comedy showcase. Our second to last comedian is none other than Mr. Burt Vermin. Bert is a traveling comedian with almost no internet presence besides this one five-minute set that I could find on someone else's Zoom comedy show. I got offered something uh, at my last job, and I couldn't figure out what it was. It was two words in the orientation, pet insurance. <laughs> pet insurance? But I grew up on a farm. I don't, I don't know what it's for. You know, I had to start looking it up. I, I just sat there. I said, well, was this a case I get bit by a llama or a goose? You know, that's murder hornets, killer bees, cat scratch fever, monkey pox. What's it cover me from, huh? You know, that's... I didn't know what to do with pet insurance, but it, it ended up pretty good. I'm mostly in it for, like, free dog enemas. Free dog enemas. Mm. And no, I'm pretty sure pet insurance doesn't cover you from murder hornets or monkey pox, you f but have no fear. I know why you guys are here. If you thought that was bad, you know what? It's about to get worse. Uh, I guess uh, I'll end on this. Um, Veterans Day, I uh, went and got my free meals, right? That was wonderful, right? Ate like a king for a day. Um, <laughs> but I did a little research going into it, and... Uh, what it looked like is that I just had a, a morbidly obese checklist. I just had like 20 restaurants and all the deals right there, and I'm ticking them off. And Let me chime in quick. I know this is a long setup, but if you're still here, this one is worth sticking around for. Some art takes setup. So where were we? He gets free shit on Veterans Day and felt like he was just coming off as a fat ass to anyone who was paying attention even though nobody probably was. But still, you go through great lengths sometimes for the perfect joke. 20 restaurants and all the deals right there, and I'm ticking them off. And, you know, I, they don't think it's one day a year. They think this is me. <laughs> they think this is a regular thing. No, guys, I pick out one day a year. Come on. That would be silly. 
I only pig out one day a year. That's not comedy, Bert. But I bet if you take your shirt off and talk about partying in college, the crowd will go wild. Moving on to our last comedian. Moving on to the least funny part of this episode. This is Jana Lynn. And lucky for me, she was on the same Zoom comedy show that Bert Vermin was on. So you know it was jam-packed with back-to-back moments of me wanting to take a bath with a clock radio. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, start with this. Um, my sister was saying something, and I said to her, Stop bothering me with your tiny, high-pitched voice, you nitwit! <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're ready for this. That was her opener. She got three laughs, and she was her own biggest laugh. Her set goes on for 10 minutes. Luckily for you, I'm just going to play most of it. Um, You know that, like, sunsets, they have a song. They go like this. I'm so pretty. (laughs) This is the worst thing to happen on the internet since the Wayfair child trafficking conspiracy was debunked. Holy shit, she is brutal. If you guys ever knew that there's an advantage to having just one tooth um it you you save so much time because you don't have to floss (laughs) (laughs) holy shit that has to be the worst thing on the internet since the sunsets i'm so pretty song but truth be told i did laugh the first time i heard this next joke if you're a zombie and you're an engineer um what kind of uh, thing do you run? What kind of thing do you run? Like she couldn't have spent 15 more seconds to think of a better way to word such a stupid premise. Oh God, I love it. Um, what kind of uh, thing do you run? Trains. <laughs> a few more left from this total dolt. And this one is one of my favorites from her. Not because it's good. I mean, come on. Because it sucks so much butt, I can't believe this wasn't the thought of a six-year-old. So, you know, Batman and Spider-Man are pretty cool. Um, Batman, though, knows how to save his money. And that's why he's rich. You know, he's Bruce Wayne. Um, (laughs) So he had his little nephew create his theme song for free. He was just going around going, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na. And he's like, Batman! (laughs) (laughs) Whereas Spider-Man did pay a dollar for his song to some Asian lady on the street. And she was just like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. We love you, (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man. Again, not a joke. And why the shit was it an Asian lady? I literally don't get it. And there has to be a reason she made that joke. Or does there? I don't know. But we do know that the Asian lady won't ask us if her food is good. Because she knows it's good. She just wants us to leave. (laughs) So, um, there's uh, this little, um, what do you call a a doll that is a mermaid? A dolly fin. (laughs) (laughs) This is so fucking painful. I love it. But I am a friggin' feeble-minded turd, so I can't expect everybody to enjoy this shit. So just one more today, please. Uh, I don't understand beauty and beauty <laughs> peace because she does this. She says, there's something sweet 
and almost kind, but he was mean and he was coarse and unrefined. And now he's dear and so unsure. I wonder why I didn't see it there before. Well, he was mean and he was coarse and unrefined, girl. (laughs) (laughs) She made a joke about Beauty and the Beast lyrics. Wow. Jana Lynn, you are truly a not comedian like no other. I mean, you're extremely unfunny like everyone else that we've featured today, but holy shit, there's something special about you. I've got my eye on you. You may just have your own episode one of these days. And for that, I apologize to you, the listener. All of these butt-sucking shit heaps were backed-up videos that I had saved over the past year and were just taking up playlist space in the toilet verse, therefore proving that the internet is a toilet. Make sure to check out the newly revised website, toilet.show, for links to socials, merch, and ways to support the show, and more. Please rate and review wherever you do such podcast things and get in touch. Tell me about some shitty shit on the internet that you know about that I may not. But until then. Bye, have a great time. What's up, Toilet Ducks? I'm back, and I've got an afterthought here. This episode comes out in a couple of hours, but I've been thinking, and I have the perfect musical treat to end this episode with. This song is called Fighting For You. It's a patriotic song. Yesterday was 4th of July. And this song is brought to you by Robert Leprosina on YouTube, also known as Bob, the guy that I fucking worked at Domino's with. Go find it. Love it. There's pictures of him saluting the flag in his Domino's uniform. Oh, man, I've, I've, uh, I did a short film once and I casted Bob in it. Bob's the man. So here you go. Enjoy Fighting for You by Robert Leprosina. Fighting for-
if you're obsessed with church bells, you'd get that last one. You'd be like, oh, the yoke. This guy's making bell jokes. Uh-huh.